You talk about sharing stories. That's what I do. I'm a storyteller by trade. Oh, gee, you're a, you're a writer? Well, <laughs> I'm a podcaster. What on earth is that? Hot shot, 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 shot. Delicious spin kick like a roundhouse straight to your head. We're bringing you the audio audacity. The fucking hosts of the most supremacy. And we've got nothing but a audio delicacy to tonight for the show. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Alex Marchewski, Celine Stanis Pond, and Mitchell Herring. Uh, we got a special show for you this week where we're going to be doing a check-in, hanging out, broing down, sharing stories. Uh, shenanigans and enjoying our Pacific Northwest Americana. What's up, gang? What is up? What is up? What is up now? Tired, but good. Tired. 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 So tired. Yeah, we got a we got a bit of a change up coming for this week's episode. Uh, with all we're in Oregon and we have been affected by the ice storms. Maybe not as much as everybody else, but with that being said, there are. A lot of things going on right now, and a lot of, um, one would say, how does one say, you know, trials and tribulations. So instead of the normal episode, we're going to do a little uh, thing that I like to call get to know your host. Hosts. Get to know your host. With an S. Plural. Multiple. Plurality of hosts. More than one. What I want to do is, if anyone's been tuned in long enough for the show, uh, we're rounding out our way to the latter half of 100 episodes. I mean, we're almost to 50 at this point, and uh, that's the halfway mark to 100. So if my by my <laughs> math, Sweet. if my math is correct, um. it always is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys record season three without me? Wait. <laughs> Mm-mm. We did not, but um, no, no, no. I mean, I think uh, we'll keep it short. Like I said, a lot of people are without power right now. A lot of people can't get gas right now. And so um, let's get to know each other. And, you know, I think um, I'd be happy to spearhead and kind of display what we're talking about. So essentially, as far as me personally, one thing I found, and a lot of good things are happening amidst the not good things happening. And so for me, for example... Uh, Celine, Celine knows with the power outage, one thing that w- we ran into this week was uh, neither of us had any gas in our car. Nope. Right? Learned so, a valuable lesson in that. Well, and it's funny because I know you like to live on the edge, whereas I don't. I don't like to live on the edge, but I was waiting until payday. And uh, so I just waited and we hit the ice storm. And my, you know, I was out and about in my morning right before work. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I thawed my windows. Um, I didn't thaw my gas tank and, uh, I went to go get coffee in the morning and I, and I was just thinking, ah, man, well, my gas tank cap is frozen. I can't, I really can't get gas right now. Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I didn't really think about the implications of the ice storm, right? So the ice storm happened and a lot of things went without power. A lot of people are, you know, sitting in the cold. A lot of things aren't open right now. And, um, Went to go get gas, right? And the the first day, what, the line was around the corner. Mm-hmm. Which is why I didn't stop. I was going to stop on my way Yikes. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, that line's crazy. I'll just go tomorrow. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. And I had about, and I, in my head, I was like, I, got, I have enough gas to get to the corner gas station and back. And then the next day, I, I went by and 
the guy just waves me off. He's like, sorry, we're out of gas. And I was like, GTFO, kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. And it, it, I was, I was literally in such disbelief that I literally had to like ask. I was just like, like no gas at all. Like, like that would change his answer. Like, oh, you know what? Actually, we, we found three drops in the back. Th- there is a half gallon I, I saved just for you for asking twice. And, uh, and then so proceeded to head home and, and just like realize the gravity of the situation. I was like, oh, wow, like this is, this is impacting a lot of people. And so um, it has affected me in a way where I was, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have any food in the pantry. I don't have enough gas to go anywhere but the closest corner market. Uh, and then we started calling around gas stations to see if anyone else had gas. Uh, and the people, uh, I mean, out of all 20 gas stations, I think we called the ones that answered said, Nope, sorry, no gas. And then the other half just rang and didn't have a voicemail Mm -hmm. set up and, and they were just without power. And that to me kind of prompted this whole session where I was sitting there thinking, Oh wow! Like this is this is hurting a lot more people than I even realized because we were blessed enough we didn't lose power but still were impacted and this kind of made me want to like sit down and like let everybody know kind of we're at so that's what we're doing uh, for me like I said like I've been trying to be better mentally in a in a in, and I'm really trying to focus on you know like not negative not speaking negative uh, about myself or things around me. And in the morning, that's a good mantra. <laughs> yeah. And in the mornings when I go out and, and I'll have a, I'll have a morning smoke. And, uh, the last couple of days, you know, I've really tried to focus on the things in the morning that I'm excited about. So we, so for the first time ever, I ordered Instacart, right? Because I didn't have any other options. I still can't believe you made it a year into the pandemic before ordering Instacart. We have a Ross right down the corner, you know, and, um, I don't need much. And for the most part, uh, I'll just go to Ross and pay the overpriced because it's right on the corner and, you know, get rice, also cheese, whatever. And it's been really good. I enjoyed working for the service during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And it made me realize, you know, pulling up Instacart and Instacart being an option, uh, I was able to order from Costco. You know, they had everything I wanted in bulk, like the, and, and I found myself the, the other morning, like sitting outside and being like, man. I'm so happy I have a 12, ba- 12 pound bag of rice, you know, and, and, and just thinking about how grateful I am for the things I do have among, amongst all this chaos and amongst all these people panic buying. And I really just have tried to reflect on the positives, like, you know, with, with, uh, advances in technology, things like Instacart are a lifesaver. And even though I can't get gas and there's no gas available to be got, uh, I still have everything I need. You know, I ordered literally, oh, it was 120 bucks worth of things off uh, from Costco on Instacart, and and I'm good. I have everything I need for the next month, and that's kind of the whole where this came from. So my, my thing was just like, what are you focused on? What things are going good? What things are not going good? And how how are we dealing with these things? amongst the pandemic on top of Mm -hmm. the literal ice storm that has blacked out half of, uh, in, or I think we have the most in Oregon. I think I saw a thing where it was like 300,000 people without power. And and then next in line was Texas. Texas is, although theirs has been a little bit more severe and just in terms of how many people fully lost power and have had it off for this amount of time. Exactly. Right. But 
in amongst the dark, it's I think it's important for people to a uh, really think about what you have. And like I said, we've had people from uh, we have roommates and and we had uh, them staying the last couple nights just to sleep in the warm. You, know? you mean that you, our, your roommates had folks over yes. to, to stay here? Yeah. yeah. Count your blessings. Exactly. So today's not today's not normal. We're not here to to bring you current events or topics or you know relevant movies or media. It's a it's a get to know. It's a get to know you. It's a get to know me. Tell me tell me how you are handling things in your current life. Hospital eh, <laughs> money. Yeah. Do so I, do I go first? So either of you, uh, I'll go first. Okay. Tell tell us about your uh, your current situation, Alex. I liked your statements that you had on a you know counting your blessings and stuff and dealing with you know we have a pandemic happening and then this winter storm is literally like I, I you know that phrase adding insult to injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It's like someone's already already got their ass whooped bad and they're on the ground like fuck. I just got my ass whooped. And then someone walks by like, <laughs> bitch. <Yeah. laughs> right. It's like, you're already injured. And then, the, then like the winter storm was like a big insult to just, you know, mm-hmm. all yeah. that crap going on uh, with COVID. Um, I actually kind of just like the other day, even too, I also took a walk to the pantry to get cigarettes and an energy drink mm-hmm. and my favorite water. Uh, <laughs> drink Essentia. Please, please give me an Essentia sponsorship. <laughs> that's, that's at the March and Mitch show at Instagram. Oh my gosh. But um, you know what I what like really put me in perspective that day was I'm like one I need to trick myself to exercise, and number two, I basically just walked out and you know it's it's Oregon weather I can't couldn't find my nice Columbia windbreaker, uh, I'm trekking through you know this snowy sleepy neighborhood in Kaiser, mm-hmm. uh, I put my fat ass headphones on I'm like you know what <laughs> I'm gonna just get some exercise probably freeze a bit, and then uh, I put on like one of my favorite fucking uh, tracks. Uh, fucking! I put the uh, uh, Cliff Note by Garden. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I, I just pretended I was him in the music video, just, just walk, <laughs> walking like a, like a goober. I can one hundred percent imagine it. Literally. And um, when I was walking through um, closer to like where the church is and where Lancaster meets Hayesville, I was like, I'm doing this right now, and this is a temporary thing. But there's literally hundreds of homeless people in like Salem, Kaiser, and Portland, and they're dealing with this too. And I'm like, you know, it's it's a temporary thing for me today. But for them, this is like that's like an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that like really sucks. So um, to me, I was I had a similar thought when I was looking at all the ice built up on my car during those first couple days, and just thinking about how I don't, you know, I, I don't have to physically be out in that weather all night long, and that's just we have a lot to be yeah, a lot to be grateful for, a lot to take stock of, I think. But I apologize, I cut you off. It's all good, she. No worries. It was a good opportunity for me to put things into perspective, and also just the frost and the cold felt really good on my skin. Walked to the store, got the stuff I wanted, and then just walked straight back. I um, During this time uh, with COVID and all, I've had a lot of pent-up anger and pent-up frustration. Um, you know, I don't have a tangible entity for what's causing all this. It's literally just a disease that we can't see with our eyes, unless you have a microscope, maybe. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I had a lot of... I put I put my, my happiness on a pedestal. Uh, being a performer and enjoying live music is like my whole life. And then, uh, I was at a peak before COVID happened and then just, uh, shit fucking was robbed for me. I feel like I did myself a lot of damage by putting so much of my happiness uh, on a pedestal. Um, but nowadays I just kind of tell myself like, 
maybe things go back to normal. Maybe this is the new normal, but being a, being a crybaby, you know, it's not always going to like, you know, fix it or make things better or different. You know, me and Celine got it tattooed for a reason. Um, playing music every day, or at least when I'm in the mood is really therapeutic. I literally just sang run, run for cover records and sad rap, sad rap covers <laughs> all day in the garage and just yelled and screamed and played guitar. And like, I just, it was fun and I don't care where that takes me in the future because I just had a good time. It just made me feel things. It made me feel good. Having this winter storm, uh, I'm kind of slow. So of course I remember driving with Mitchell cause I'm like, Hey, we're going to celebrate, you know, <laughs> the ad- this, ad- <laughs> this advent of your interview. Uh. And I'm like, let's go fucking go. Let's go get food at the hops and drops, you know? And like, uh, going to Kaiser station, I guess like the equivalent for like our Las Vegas listeners. It's like going to the town square yeah. over on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's like a cute outdoor mall and shit. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God, let's go. Let's go do this. And then we can go to, we can go to guitar center and I can go to Ross and buy clothes. I don't need. And then, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to have like a good bro day. And then it's like, we're like, Oh, we need to get gas. So Mitchell, Mitchell and I pull up upon the gas station <laughs> and to our dismay, the line is like, Whoa. Yeah. I had, I had for a moment thought maybe, Wait, this is a great time to implement my new program, Ass for Gas, where if you take your ass out, they let you go to the front of the gas line. <laughs> but I was like, wait a minute. I don't think the people in like r- rural Oregon will like approve of that. Maybe if it was Portland. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so uh, we hopped in my car and we just uh, we we took a beeline to Kaiser Station. And she was like, no, 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 go this way. We took the back roads. I'm like, the back roads. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's yeah, the back roads to again, it is much faster the way that we take versus mm-hmm. going via the freeway. The freeway, yeah. <laughs> the back roads are super quick. It's uh it's like uh, a 9 minute drive yeah. tops. Literally super quick. But as he was saying, to make the best out of a bad situation, you know, um the roads were kind of dangerous backed up, all the traffic lights were out. There's ice hitting the window. Yeah. People are kind of stressed out. But to make the best of a bad situation, I just realized, you know, I got to hang out with, like, my best friend, one of my only friends. I drove up Lancaster Drive. I saw, like, the job I worked at for a long time, the place where I used to get repairs uh, done on my car. I drove up past the bar I used to get shit-faced at after work every night. Uh, The FYE I would buy uh, (laughs) music stuff from. And I was like, oh, man, there's lots of memories. And then I remember, holy shit, I fucking hate driving down Lancaster. (laughs) (laughs) It was a nightmare. God, all the lights were out. Lancaster's a nightmare at the best of times, man. Seriously, God. So I had to, you know, clench my teeth and bite my tongue. And by the grace of grace of the flying spaghetti monster, we got back to our home. We're safe. And I'm I'm grateful that we we have power. I'm grateful we have warmth. Mm -hmm. A nice place to lay down. Other than that, dealing with COVID and dealing with the quarantine is probably just, you know, it's something I deal with every day. Um, I just try to find good outlets for the anger and the frustration and all of this catharsis. I feel like just me doing stuff I like, uh, cleaning, cleaning something once a day, doing an exercise once a day, convincing myself to indulge in hobbies might actually help a bit. At the end of the day, it's just it's up to me to be in charge of my own happiness. So I'm just really grateful I got. Uh, two good people in my life like Celine and my other co-host Mitchell that are you know here and they're down to hang out and stuff and they put up with my ass so that's cool yeah 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 exactly see get to know your host that's the whole point right now you know him you know me you know uh, what we've been up to 
And uh, you know, it's just a, it's a slice of life piece. You know, you you just a slice of life. It's a, I love slice of life. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's yeah, this is low low caliber, low caliber, easy to understand. And I think the whole point is just to get you know, we are going through the same stuff. And I think I think the one thing that we can do, as far as listeners go, is is just demonstrate that you know, no matter how bad it is, it can always be worse. There's always somebody, there's always, in, in every situation in life, there's always somebody who's going to have it worse off than you. And I think that, uh, society has done such a great job when it comes to, to thinking that we're the center of the, center of the world. And I think with everyone who's panic buying for the, the storm, like Ross uh, down the street and the gas station, like, like we were talking, Celine, mm-hmm. like it doesn't make, and we're, I'm, I'm calling you out now, people. It doesn't make sense that people were panic buying gas. You're not going right. anywhere. Where do you think you're going to go on icy roads? Like during the pandemic, stay home or go to a friend's house. If you don't have power, like Literally. I don't know where you think you're going to go with your brand new full tank of gas. Right. And, and to me that, that, that kind of like kind of shocked me into the realization is that like, we're not one thing. I, I apologize. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, we're just not considerate of each other. And, and for me, that's like my biggest thing is like, I'm always thinking about, you know, like how, how am I going to impact this other person and how, how am I going to influence those around me? And, and like, what do my choices mean for the, the people that I interact with? And I think that just society has taught us to just think about ourselves and, you know, we watch television shows and there's a star of the show we, and we, uh, we, we go to school and there's, you know, the, the straight A student, right? And like all these things are, are hailed and, you know, you, you get awards or you get pats on the back for being the best. And our entire culture is based around like singular reward, uh, immediate gratific- gratification. And I don't think that we do a really good job of like thinking about like what is what is what I'm doing right now going to impact the person behind me. And how, how does the person in front of me impact mm-hmm. me right now? And that's kind of the revolution that I've had, the revelation I've had over the last couple of days where it's just like, we're not, we're just not treating each other with the respect that, you know, we should as, as a society. And, and, and I mean, it, it's reflected in how people are arguing over wearing a, a stupid mask. Like, right. like it's, or I was, I was thinking like you and I have talked before about the theory that you can kind of judge where a society's at based on how many carts are left loose in yes. the parking lot at a store. Yes. <laughs> and I was thinking, I, I remember back when we had those terrible, terrible fires um, over the summer. And I remember I had to stop at Fred Meyer for something. And, you know, I was like triple masking, you know, not even out of COVID concerns, literally just out of like, oh God, I love a breath that's not full of smoke. And I'm going back to my car and I'm, you know, returning my cart. And I look around and there's just like, five or six other carts just scattered throughout the parking lot, Mm -hmm. which isn't unusual. But to me, it was just like extra obscene to see so many carts scattered about because obviously everyone was trying to stay indoors at the time. And obviously someone still has to wrangle those. And like, really, would you truly rather some poor 17 year old kid has to spend 20 minutes wrangling all these loose carts? Or would you rather take 
30 seconds and put your own cart away. Yeah, people, it's not that hard. Besides, you can do what I do and you can put the empty cart, push it really fast and jump onto him. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you deny yourself that choice? And pretend like it's jackass fucking volume yeah. one and just then just let it so fly. So many bad choices along this this pattern of not returning your cart. And just let it fly into the, the, the bin where it's supposed to be redeemed and collected. Mm-hmm. It takes guts to be gentle and kind, but human beings are selfish and cowardly. So Yeah. Yeah. My point exactly, and I'm glad that we're. And this is why we're all friends because I think we all agree that the greater good is a basic acceptance of it's not human decency. It's not that hard to to contribute to the greater good. Like it doesn't take a lot of effort or energy to put your cart back. It doesn't take a lot of energy to be considerate of you know the 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 mass of whatever is the problem, like buying toilet paper. Like we had to impose like literal rules right. in a, in private corporations because people were buying so much toilet paper. Guess what? We, as a household of four roommates, didn't buy toilet paper and mass, and we were just fine. But there were people who bought five, six, half a garage full of toilet paper. Right, yeah. right. Because people are selfish. And I think that's the one thing I want to get across is like if you were, and, and I'm not judging, like I get it. Like if you were, if you subscribe to that mentality, like it's not your fault. You were clearly a part of the majority. And the majority, again, like I said, society has deemed us to be the only thing that matters. Us as an I, I being the only person in my life who has, me and my immediate family are the are the only things that really matter. But we are not I, we are a society and we all affect each other. And I think that's what I kind of wanted to highlight this this week was that like start caring about people who aren't direct, who you don't see. Right. Like you, Celine, you've had family members, family members, you know, be impacted by COVID. Mm -hmm. And like that's that's just like what I'm saying is like we need to we need to embrace this mentality if we're going to move forward as a society. Otherwise, we're never going to get anywhere. Right. It's it's so tempting to because, you know, listening to Alex talk about the just that overarching sense of just anger and frustration throughout the pandemic. I haven't quite had that, but I feel like I've had just this sense of time, you know, the passage of time being incredibly tenuous this is tough for us extroverts i'm sorry yeah (laughs) go on go on it's it's just it feels like time just slips through our fingers because with covid there's there's nothing happening there's nothing going on there's really so little to look forward to and then i feel like we've had the especially bad luck in oregon of these extra natural disasters of you know the, the fires that that ravaged so much of the state in the summertime and then now this ice storm and you know, my my birthday was fucked by the fires. It didn't feel like a real birthday. Uh, you know, Christmas didn't feel like a real Christmas at all to me because I'm so used to spending it with my family and it just felt, you know, it, it didn't feel like a real Christmas. And so for me, and then now Valentine's Day, we had Valentine's Day plans and that didn't work out because of, of the ice storm. And so I think I have just this this feeling of, I know time is passing, but it just doesn't feel that way. It feels like I'm turning my back on a river instead of watching it flow. And so I think that it's, you know, I understand the people who are just at this point with things like wearing a mask or not being able to go out and do things where they're like, well, you know, fuck it. At this at this point, it's been long enough. At this point, we're never going to beat it. So I might as well get to enjoy my life. And I totally get that. Like I have those moments myself where I'm just like, I just, 
I want to go to a bar and I want to do karaoke. Fucking me too. Oh right? my goodness. Like that sounds so good. And it'd be so good to be able to plan to have something to look forward to. But then at the same time, you know, you have to ask yourself, who does that potentially jeopardize? And it sucks that that's the trade-off we have to make is me having a good night could potentially result in somebody else's serious illness or death. But that's where we're at. And I think that as a society, we need to start owning that and finding some some beauty and joy in our civic duty rather than continually, you know, having people back and forth sniping about whether wearing a mask matters or it's being enslaved by the libtards or whatever the fuck people are saying about wearing a mask. Like, all this sniping... (sighs) It doesn't improve the situation because obviously it drags things out more, but it also doesn't improve the situation because I think if we could all pull together and accept that this is a way that we are all going through something serious together, I think we could find a lot more joy in what we have to do to keep ourselves and our our families and loved ones and people we don't know safe. And so I appreciate you guys humoring my monologue, but that's kind of where I'm at is I think there can be joy in finding ways to deal with COVID and these disasters together. It's just that we have to get to that point. It's evolution at this point. And I think that a lot of people who haven't experienced COVID firsthand or have lost people to COVID firsthand are the, are probably the ones who are living in their, their, you know, their own existence. And I think that's really the, I think that's probably like the crowning thing is that that's probably where the line is divided is where, you know, there are people who are like, yeah, my grandpa died because of this stupid fucking thing, because people were like, ah, oh, masks, masks are just a control system. And it's like, yeah, well, even if they are, that mask could have saved my grandpa. So, you know, right. Fuck, it's fuck. like, yeah, sure. Wearing, being made to wear your seatbelt is a control system also, but we kind of all generally agree <laughs> that that's a reasonable requirement. Exactly. Because otherwise people can die. Right. <laughs> like, and we're such a, we're such a large and uh, individualized society that, even if it is some weird conspiracy. And I'm the first to jump on a conspiracy. Love, you love a good conspiracy Love theory. a good yeah. conspiracy. I don't think that wearing a mask is inducive to, you know, the new world order. I don't think <laughs> right. wearing something on your... It's fo- a simple on- request. Honestly, yeah. if you know anything about the quote-unquote new world order... Uh, you know that they want facial recognition. Look at London. Like, they want Yeah, camera. seriously. <laughs> I, I actually remember somebody pointing out that all of the same people who are worried about, you know, Big Brother looking out for us and facial recognition, it's like they're the same ones being like, I won't wear a fucking mask. And it's like, but you're the person who should be wearing a mask. Yeah, wearing a mask <laughs> completely renders face facial recognition, facial recognition technology useless. So if you think that they, this is a control scheme, wear the mask and then the... Ca- Again, I know in the US we don't really have that yet. I know in, in the UK it's a much bigger thing. So I, right, I, like I'm, the CCTV yeah, there. Yeah, people, people here don't really understand that like we are one step away from being the UK and having government-implemented... Uh, cameras oh, no, everywhere. Certainly not. We'll never have high enough taxes ah, for, for the government to be able to do anything. But at the same, yeah, either harmfully productive or helpfully productive. That's never going to be the case yeah. here. But again, I think that the important thing to look at is like if you do think that this is a control mechanism, like you need to look to the UK because that's where it's going to happen first, and then we're going to slowly adopt it because we're basically the UK's little brother. So again. It drives me mad that people make these arguments and and don't really think about again. It doesn't matter even if that was the case. Still, it it it's not it's not hurting you in any way. It may inconvenience you slightly, but so does wearing a seatbelt. And you know, people said the same thing 
wearing a seatbelt, what was it, in the 80s, where that became a rule. People were like, I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Well, guess what? You get to die then. But except now, the difference is you don't get to die. It's your grandparents who get to die. Or someone else's. Or somebody else's grandparents. Yeah. yeah, my point exactly. Somebody else's grandparents get to die. So um, that was that was. I whole- was just thinking of, you know, that thought experiment of like, let's say there's a button that you can push where you get like, Endless wealth, but one random person in the world dies. This is like that, except for you can go on family vacation to Disneyland, but one person in the world may die. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Way worse stakes. I just, again, I don't, I don't get it. And it frustrates me because we've been so good this for this entire, you know, COVID situation. And then finally, you know, again, I've, I, again, I've always said that like, if I do get sick, I'm going to be asymptomatic. Like I'm the pristine version of, of genetic perfection. Yeah, you is. I don't get sick. I don't ever feel like when I looked up, like how to improve my immunity, like I checklist everything on the, what I'm not doing. Right. And I was like, this can't be right. Like don't. you should have died like 17 years ago. Yeah. My immunity is top notch, but apparently I'm treating it like it's a trash can, <laughs> but I still never get sick. So I think that goes a lot to say as far as, uh, we uh have great immunities. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, I haven't been sick. Systems. In, haven't been sick in years, but apparently I'm a trash can according to Google and what increases immunity. So same here. I just hooked up with a lot of cross punk chicks growing up so that means i'm i'm immune oh smart yes yeah nothing yeah it's like how you're supposed to let little kids play in the dirt and build up their immunity you you did that but with the crest punk chicks yeah. <laughs> i think so i think the sk- skating at the park downtown uh I, hey. this is what i get for dating a law school student i never had a chance to build up the immunities yeah i'm pretty I sure i'm pretty sure i introduced myself to hep a through c um by the time i was 12 so my body was just like nah we're not doing no anyways Ah! um thank you thank you guys for hearing me in the segment um like i said i really just wanted this to be like a call like like, i don't know a call to action like if you listen to the show i mean you're probably already in the same vein as we are anyway but like share that yeah i don't think ben shapiro is out there tuning into the march and mitch show every week but share this episode with somebody who you think needs to hear it because like i said this is coming from three people who uh are from three separate walks of life so i mean maybe me and alex have resemblance in the in the growing up punk community but celine you your your childhood was like polar opposite to me and alex and we are all coming to the same conclusion at this point in our lives and i feel like we are a colorful rainbow of perspectives and different ideologies and different wants and desires and we all agree that just start you know all this all this is is caring about other people more than yourself it's a good choice it's easy to laugh it's easy to hate it takes guys to be gentle and kind remember that I love that. Yeah. Being gentle and kind, I think, is the most punk rock thing you can do in a society where the overarching message is the that American individualism we've been talking about of me and me and my family first. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, being kind, caring, going doing that little extra 30 second trip around the parking lot with your cart, you know, all those things I think are the most punk rock things that anyone can be doing right now. I fucking dig it. be good to your fellow human being and be good to your brothers and sisters and i know times are bad could be getting worse could not but at the end of the day just surround yourself with good people and uh fucking uh what's that mental state that starts with a p paralysis not similar to perception uh perspective is perspective everything. <laughs> perspective is everything Paral- parallel paralysis demon <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> do do do. Okay. Now, right. I like I like your, your your choice for the show this week. I was thinking we're we're gonna we were gonna like do like interview or like twenty questions. Or something. No, no. I like I said, given okay. give the uh, the impact to my own self and, and principles like, over personalities. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I said, the impact to like not having like I literally don't have gas to go anywhere, and I think that that made me like again like I was so I felt so blessed that Instacart was still operational and was able mm-hmm. to bring me food and. And like the gas thing no longer mattered because like all my needs were met. But like, I know that a normal person would just focus on that. Like I can't get gas and I need gas and what's wrong with all these other people. And it's like, no, I understand. I understand where you come. I understand why, why you feel the need to fill your car with gas so you can take care of your own needs. But maybe it's time we stop thinking like that. And maybe it's time that we put out the message that maybe you didn't need a full tank of gas. If everyone just went half a tank and said, I don't, I'm not going anywhere. Seriously. Let me just, let me just put half a tank in everyone. That would have doubled the number of people who could have gotten gas. Yeah. The number of people who could have gotten gas. And if we all thought like that, we all put others first. I think that a, we'd probably in a better situation via the pandemic, uh, COVID style and this ice thing. Um, I, I think that we would all be in a better situation. Like it's just, it's just a mentality. I think that we are obligated to adopt moving forward. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it. Like I've never, I mean, have you guys heard, heard like who's out there preaching? Like maybe we should care about each other more than ourselves. I fucking like that shit, man. I, it's, it's just like human kindness, man. Come on, bring make, make human kindness cool again. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> there we, there's our new t-shirt We'll you'll see it this next coming month. Make human kindness cool again. Wait, yeah. actually I, I would love to make a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> And we'll talk. Is, we'll talk. This is how we make our first million. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah. Unless anyone has any last takeaways or any fun facts or maybe lighthearted adventures that they want to talk about. I just want to thank everybody who's taking time out of their day to listen to our episode either every week or just the people who tune in now and again. Um, there's so much that you can listen to and there's so much just bananas stuff going on in the world. Obviously, that the fact that people are sitting down and, and listening to what we have to say, I think is like really remarkable and never something that I thought that I would be able to experience. So I really just genuinely want to thank all of our listeners. And I I really want to, from the bottom of my heart, hope that you and your loved ones are staying safe. Yes. My sentiments are exactly the same. Thank you, Celine. Um, Brave faces, everyone look alive out there and uh, be good to your fellow human beings and be kind and, you know, polite and shit. And, you know, and catch us next week when we bring you the same song and dance, music, media, and potentially a current event, depending on how things play out. It must this. be the money. This week's current event covered by Alex. I had to take a cold bath because Celine took all the hot water. I did not. <laughs> third party perspective. I've been maligned. Third, third party perspective. They totally did. Catch us next week on the March and Mitch show starring Celine. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs>